fellow travelers. I'm Roberto Benitez. I'm your host. This is the Adoption Agency. Uh, we adopt a lot of new ideas, new principles, cryptocurrency, you name it, it's a myriad of topics that we're going to talk about. And today I have the pleasure to introduce uh, the astrologer extraordinaire, Mr. Miguel Angel. So here's Mr. Miguel Angel. How you doing, Mr. Miguel? Hey, how you doing, Rob? I'm doing good. Nice to see you. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, um, I want to let you get right to it, man. Uh, I have a couple of questions uh, that uh, have been sent to me by people that were curious about astrology. So I'm going to let you answer them since you are the astrologist. So the first question is, why did you become an astrologer? Uh, it's more like, how did I become an astrologer? It came very um, unexpectedly. Um, before I was doing astrology, I used to do different types of uh, work, working with energy. Okay. And like Reiki and stuff? Reiki, Chios, uh, tarot cards, yes. uh, crystal healing, uh, just different stuff of, of work. But when it came to the word astrology, I hated it. Ooh. I hated astrology very deeply. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I was always against it, even when I would read about it or uh, people would talk about reports or people would talk about how fascinating it is. And um, one day, I don't know, just it happened that I wanted to um, to do a reading for myself from another person that I hire. So I hire another astrologer. And I, I can see when, that. when she did the reading is when something just ignited inside of me. I said, wow, like, I want to do this. And I came so deeply desire, passionate, like an urge to uh, learn something that I already knew. So that's, that's interesting. You know, uh, psychiatrists have to go see a psychiatrist. because they, they deal with a lot of... Uh, a lot of mental health issues and you know it's, 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 it's heavy on the soul it's heavy on the mind it's heavy on the psyche so they have to go and in turn speak to someone else to help them cope with the additional additional energy that they're picking up on so yes i guess when they introduced you to astrology and they finally had a, a person that was that was teaching you in a, in a way that that was working for you and sort of maybe sort of the, the the light bulb went off that this was maybe oh, it, it just it happened so um i couldn't stop thinking about it i was losing sleep over it i was just uh urging to know more and of course i started with my chart first and then from there i started doing other people's charts and in no time within six months i was just i started doing it worldwide to a lot of people you know, I, yeah, I just put, I put myself up there and, uh, yeah, yeah. I became uh, more and more known by it as I started seeing through the charts, uh, psychically, I started feeling through the aspects, through houses, planets, zodiacs, and different types of alignments that, uh, meant different things for us as individuals for our, you know, for our consciousness, you know, because, um, like one astrologer said, 
forgot his name. This famous astrologer, he said that we influence the planets with our minds. So whenever the planets are in the right place at the right time, our mind influences that planet and it gets manifested into a form of energy, into a form of feeling, of thought, into a form of reality. I agree with you because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, there is a, there's the electric universe theory, but there's also a singular mind theory. Uh, you know, the whole universe is communicating to everyone at the same time. It's just uh, some people are more receptive than others to, to pick up on the signals. Yes. If you're an intuitive, you pick it up. Right? And, uh, and what I like the most about astrology is that orbits and planets and stars and satellites, all of these things have a predetermined path. Only thing that doesn't have a predetermined path is something like a meteor or a comet. And even those comets have a, an orbit, the meteor doesn't. Right? So it depends. Mostly they don't. But I find that people, not all people that do, uh, let's say tarot, for example, um, they really understand exactly what they're doing. I think uh, a lot of them you know, read up some books, a couple of books, and don't really take time to develop the science and the trade that is the trade craft right? so you really have yes. to know what you're doing um but cards also you can shuffle them it's more like a random thing it's not the same as the planets that are there and you know everything that's inside of the universe it's, those will not lie to you because they're their their influence is bigger than yours as a singular person it's a cosmic print it's it's more like how can I explain? So the time and the location and, um, the, you know, the date of, you know, when we're born is almost like a snapshot of what's transiting up in the sky. And let's just say, for example, all the people that were born at the year 2000, those people say from 2000 to 2001, they all come with almost the same aspects. So the same life traits, the same life experiences. So it, it, it's almost like we come in different groups of people that we experience something. And then we get much more deeper to experience more as individuals as we get more, more exact on the location and the time. You know, it was it's strange because when I was a child, uh... I remember it like it was yesterday. I was in the car, my dad, and we were driving somewhere, and I heard this song. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Uh, I'm born in 67. So I was like, once I heard the song, the tune was catchy, and I was like, I wanted to look into this a little further, because what does that mean? Right, so I finally learned about it, you know, and what the dawning of the age of Aquarius was, and which is the age of Aquarius, and who is Ganymede, and, you know, the cupbearer. So I just learned about all these things out of my own personal interest and my own spiritual growth. But it's very, it's been a very uh, interesting life and path so far. The age of Aquarius is, um, I think it's an eight year, eight hundred year cycle. So we just came off of the Pisces era, which it ended. Actually, it started around when around when Christ was born. Right. And then it ended in 2012. 
Well, you know, that's that's the whole uh, mythos, uh, part of the mythos of Christ is. Christ was the fisher of men, and Pisces is the there you go. astrological zodiac sign of the two fish. Right? And also, Christ multiplied fish, right? So he took four fish, fed 40 people, four loaves of bread, fed 40 people, you know, uh, the law of tenfold return. That's it. That's how it is. So, so I have another question. Why do kings and queens and business titans, why do they feel that they need to go to an astrologer? Now, I know personally you're my astrologer. So, but I want other people to understand why people talk to an astrologer. The reason why that I believe that, you know, those type of people, they have an astrologer is because they understand the philosophy on how uh, things are actually merging in segments of um, of events. So whenever planets are starting to align, what is the season that is actually influencing? So, of course, we have the season of work, finances, relationships, health, and so on. And then there's seasons that no matter what you try, things will not work out. So imagine somebody knowing that you're coming into the season that saying, don't try it because according to the sky, it's influencing the opposite of it. So imagine if they go and ask, is this the right time? And then the answer will be given. Yes. So the timing can be within a year or two years, or maybe even smaller time, you know, smaller time than that, maybe months or weeks. But normally they will ask, what is happening up, up there in the sky for them to make any moves, to make any decisions for their lives, to actually become more of what they are seeing themselves of becoming? You know, uh, I'm a contrarian by nature, so I usually go contrary to what the mainstream is doing and what other people are doing. And uh, for me, it's been a successful methodology right? because I know the people I came up with and I know where they're at and I know where I'm at. Where I'm at. And I know where they're going, and I know where I'm going. And so, uh, but that's not always the case. I still uh, pray, meditate, and seek guidance from my astrology because it's written in the stars. They, they, they say that for a reason. It's written in the stars. So I'm glad you were able to answer that because uh, most people just don't really realize that some of the most influential historical figures that they sort of look up to had an astrologers. It wasn't by we're looking for the chance. right, they were looking for the right alignments. Yes, yes, alignment, balance, everything <coughs> is important. We gotta, 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 um, find it, find your center so you can find your balance. So it, it helps if you have different tools to help you get there. So I'm very grateful for astrology. Very grateful you're my astrologer, to be honest. <laughs> grateful to be your astrologer, that you're very mm -hmm. open to it. Well, you, people need to always be receptive to new ideas, uh, receptive to change, right? Uh, if all of the old things were working perfectly, then the world would not be in the shape that it's in today, right? So we need to, we need to look at change in a positive way and enact positive change. So uh, it's you true. try to use... Uh, all your tools and instruments that are available to you, you know, and if those are enough, then you know, pray. Maybe you may come up with another one, you know. God still answers prayer, so that's just my, my opinions on it. 
um, I would like to ask you, how would someone who wanted to be maybe a client experience, what would they be the benefit from your expertise? <clears throat> Waking up their conscious, it will be a huge benefit for them. Um, I think once people understand what is they're being told from a level of consciousness, awareness, then these planets, they start to get influenced. So <clears throat> normally imagine if someone came, let, let's just say, for example, someone came to me at, and also age is very important. So imagine someone at the age of, let's just say a teenager, 18, they have not experienced life so much. So we have not seen the evolution process of the wheel and how things are happening in their lives. So imagine a person that has maybe, you know, a, let's just say a person around your age, we can see now back in alignment of all the events that went into your life and they're matching exactly at the amount of time that this clock is ticking. So the wheel is ticking overall, you know, through all those years that is matching all the events that are been happening into your life. So imagine if I say, these are the possible events now, because in astrology, we cannot see the future. We can see right. how the future can be created, depending on our status, depending on our way of thinking, believing. You know, science fiction and uh, refers to that as like the multiverse, where there's multiple there versions of you. And, uh, you know, because I'm going to be honest, I actually believe that I had to channel a different version of myself because I was not the same person had two limbs. When I had two legs. I was a different person. I still had the same mind, still had the same same you know organs. I still was, had the same personality, but something changed inside of me dramatically. So I I, I became um I became overwhelmed with the feeling that the world needs more compassion. I need to help people get there. The world needs more inclusion. I need to use my brains and my resources to help people get there. You know, the, the world needs more opportunities, so I need to use my brain and resources to get there. And uh, so time is just like that. Time is a wheel. And it, it's, it's uh, demonstrated like when you look at the face of a watch. Right? Every second ticks forward. Every second ticks forward. We can't take it back. But you can actually look at the blueprint of the things that you've already done and look at the exactly. alignment of the, of, the, of the planets at the time that these things were happening. That's how, um, you know, uh, sages and prophets could go back and predict the birth of Christ. And a lot of uh, earthly events that were told in the celestial place first. So I'm definitely uh, open to those ideas and a believer in that the ancient people weren't all wrong. They still We still have structures that things that we can't understand how they were built today. I just don't, I don't uh, prescribe to the theory that ancient aliens came and built projects for brown people all over the world because you know, they had no place to live. Because <laughs> that's what the ancient alien shows trying to make it seem like. I just know that these same structures don't exist in Europe. So I guess there was some benevolent, you know, affordable housing aliens. They just built these <laughs> amazing temples in Mexico and, 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 yeah. and Africa and, you know, and, and all the other places all over the planet. You know, that those are just my thoughts, you know, that you benevolent 
the benevolent housing authority came from outer space to, you know, instead of giving credit to the actual people who lived there. Yes. Right? So, so you diminish, you diminish the the work, you diminish the culture, you diminish the, the intelligence of the people that were there because you want to give it to an alien that nobody can even prove came here. Period. I'm like, I just, uh, and then it, it, it saddens me when I see things, movies like Apocalypto, and they depict the Aztecs as savages. <laughs> you know, savages don't build civilizations like that. No, there's still parts of the Aztec and Inca Empire that are covered up with, with, with the overgrowth of, of the forest, and they haven't really been, you know, examined yet. But they can they can see traces of them from. You know, from radar from space and, and, and different tools that they have to to see, you know, through the brush. And, uh, you know, so eventually they're going to get to the truth, but the truth is always usually occulted from the people that need the truth the most. Because they awake, that's why they hide the truth. Well, let's hope we can wake some more people up. Let's hope we can wake some more people up. That's the um, goal. So what do you require from your clients? Like if somebody wants a reading from you, what do they what do they gotta have for you? Like it's not like you they just show up and you, you send the, the 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 waves from your brain and they can like figure it out, right? So they, they gotta how do they how does this work? During the booking process, I ask a couple questions before they submit the request. So I ask for um, location, uh, date of birth, and time of birth. And I mean, they can call themselves whatever they want, but once I know the, the coordinates, you know, to bring the chart up, then ahead of time, I can start seeing everything. It's like, I can just wow. see the movie house, how their movie has been playing, depending on their age, depending on where they add in the movement. That's amazing. That's amazing. And that's one of the things I, I love about astrology, because again, I don't believe that I don't believe that the planets are going to change their orbit or their influence because, you know, I had a bad day. <laughs> you know, I think that they're they're, they're a constant. Right? They're, they're they're unaffected by humanity as a whole because we're not working as a whole. In other words, like I believe we can move galaxies if we worked as a whole. Mm-hmm. But we're so splintered and divided, and you know, so much uh, stuff going on between cultures and races and countries that it keeps us divided and so we never really get to use all of the power in our brains to in our spirits to do things that we could accomplish we're limiting ourselves as a species so yeah. i'm hoping that uh that people can get can get that right before it's too late i'm gonna do my best to try to to get them right so how can somebody contact you if they want to schedule you they can go to my website, um, ascendedvibrations.love. Oh, Ascended wow. Vibration. Yeah. Ascendedvibrations.love. Let Ascended me see. Let me put that in the chat. Ascended, Ascended Vibrations. Sounds good. Look at what that sounds. www.ascendedvibrations.love. I posted that in the chat so that people can have a Thank you. way to reach you. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, they can uh, just book through there. 
um, any type of uh, session that they like. Well, I, I kind of, a lot, I know a lot of people don't necessarily understand, understand astrology and uh, some people don't believe in it, right? So uh, yeah. I, I see you have my, my chart pulled up. So um, can you kind of go through it uh, and explain it a little bit or whatever you feel like divulging in it uh, so that people can understand how this works? Because this is not something that's done like uh, by chance. These are things that okay. are laid out. All right. So I use astro.com and anybody can bring that up. You know, it's for free. I have an account here and astro.com is used by a lot of astrologers because it's the most accurate site um, that it is out there. There's some other sites that not could be as accurate as this one. So as you can see, once we have your birth time information here, it is December 30th, 1967, and you were born at 9.09 p.m. in Bronx, New York. Okay. That's now, <laughs> <laughs> once we put this up, um, in that day, in that time, in that month, these planets that you see right here, which actually these symbols in black, that was what was transiting up in the sky. So that what was transiting. So let's just say during that time of December 30th, 1967, um, Merc uh, Neptune was in Scorpio. And that was for the whole world. So Neptune was in Scorpio for the whole world. And you were born when Neptune was in Scorpio, when Venus was in Scorpio. Of course, when the sun was transiting in Capricorn season. So, you know, you were born as a Capricorn. When the moon was transiting also in Capricorn. But when we look more into your chart to see more about you is now when we actually get the location and the time. So once we put the location and the time, now we actually start to merge into houses. So the zodiacs are outside the wheel and everything else is just houses, which it represents all the zodiacs. So the first house is Aries, second house is Taurus, third is Gemini, fourth is Cancer, and so on. But as you can see, the houses are not lined up with the, you know, with their own zodiac. So everything is like mixed up aspects matching other aspects. Okay. And then we have uh, the axis lines, which is the ascendant, the IC line, the DC line, and the MC line. So let me go very quickly because those are very important, especially for your chart. So let me explain what those mean. So it's kind of like north, south, east, and west. But here, the ascendant line is what we call the rising, which that represents you as the individual self, how you think, how you feel, how you perceive yourself, and how others perceive you as well. And then we come down to um, the IC line, and that relates to everything related to home, mother, um, you know, when you grew up as a child, at home and parents as well too. So this is, and this is basically the line of, you know, mother. Okay. Cancer. So it's it's related to the fourth house, which is cancer, the IC line. And the AC line is related to the first house, which is Aries. Because Aries, remember, is the first zodiac, so it's number one, which is the self. And then we come to the opposite of the AC, and this is the descendant. And that represents seventh house, which is Libra. So the descendant represents two people, 
relationship. It's you and another person. So this is you alone. This is you and another. And then we come oh, to the north. Then we come to the north, which is the midheaven, and it's the opposite from home. So what's the opposite from home? Career, your public image, and um, fame as well, too. <laughs> so this represents the sun. This represents the moon at the bottom. And also the midheaven not just represents career and public image, but also related to father part of it. So father, mother, self. And relationship so <clears throat> from there of course everybody everybody like say for instance you were born as a capricorn but it's more than just being a capricorn for you even though yes you are rising virgo and a moon capricorn i always like to look ahead with different types of charts which is called the secondary progress, which is just your natal chart. This is normally what the astrologers, this is the typical chart that everybody, all astrologers work with, but there's other so, charts so that there progress. Are than, there's more than oh, one yeah. chart? I well, mean, we I have, job, but I didn't know that, I don't know that the audience does. So I'm glad uh, that you put that up. The, the, the charts that I like to work with is the natal, which is the one is almost like taking a screenshot of your entire life. This is your entire life here. But then there's another chart that is called secondary progress. And these planets, they start to move. These planets that you see right here, this wheel, it starts to rotate and move and the planets too, but in a very slow motion. So I'll give you an example. Here's the sun, this little wheel right here. This is the sun and it's actually eight degrees Capricorn. So each zodiac has 30 degrees, zero through 29 and you were born at eight degrees Capricorn. Well, every year when you were a baby, every year this sun moves one degree. So it's one year. So every every year the, the sun will move one degree. So by the age, say at the age of 22, you became an Aquarius. You will always be a Capricorn, but now when the sun at the age of 22 enters Aquarius, now you're evolving as a humanitarian, as wanting freedom as being more open-minded too, even spiritual at some point. So um, the sun keeps progressing as we get older and it keeps entering different zodiacs and we start to act like that zodiac. So okay. we always are born, yes, we, you, you will always be a Capricorn, but the evolution process that you're growing up to is Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, and if you get much older, all the way to Aries because... Wow. Each zodiac sign contains 30 years. So the sun moves every year, every degree, one, one degree per year. And when it starts to do that, other planets, they start to do that. And then that's how things start to happen in your life as a form of event. So um, here I can tell you all about your character that you are, but I can also see how events are starting to play depending on the level of consciousness, depending on the level of your choices. As well, the will that you you know that you take upon yourself that you do, and um, I'll give you an example. Here's the moon right here. Now, the transit moon that we deal with on a daily basis, you know, transits. It's another thing. Um, so the moon goes around the zodiac wheel every 30 days. This is why we have new moon, 
full moon. Every 15 days, we have a new moon and a full moon. So that's the moon phase, the cycle of the moon around the zodiac. It's every 30 days. In the other chart that I was explaining related to the sun in progress, the moon goes around the zodiac wheel every 30 years. Wow. So the moon in the other type of chart, it defines more about where we at in life. I think when I did your chart, I, I kind of told you the time that you got married. And that's because yes. I was able to define that through the moon. Well, here's the thing that is still a mystery. Not, you know, if the moon was actually progressing into Libra, and that's when I said, I, I think I remember I told you, I said, either you got married or you got divorced. And like, no, I got married. You know, I got so many years of anniversary, which it matches the years that it's been traveling. So normally for, you know, for, for an individual, it could be different. So imagine way before time, by any chance, if you were having issues in your marriage or you were coming into, say, uh, a very toxic marriage. Well, when the moon comes into Libra, it starts to manifest possibly into a breakup. Well, since you were with your spouse before that, a marriage it manifested into a marriage. So whenever the moon starts to enter into a zodiac, we don't know what's going to happen depending on how we're living in the moment. So if you were saying, yeah. let's just say, let's just say the moon is about to enter Libra and, you know, for you, the progressed moon, which it takes like a 30 year cycle. And if, let's just say, I don't even know you. And you just came with no information and the moon is about to enter. And I will tell you, Here's what's about that might happen. The moon is about to enter Libra. So I will say, if you're married, if your marriage is not stable and you're having dramatic problems, even possibly in and out of the relationship, when the moon enters, finally it breaks it. If you met someone and you've been dating or you've been, you know, uh, the relationship is growing, it goes into commitment. If you're okay. single and you find someone new for marriage, so depending on the status, the moon always manifests something into the chart. And that goes also for transits. So to make it much more easier to understand, any planet that moves in the zodiac wheel very slow is the one that is able to manifest much more deeper for the individual. So the moon goes around every 30 days. And it's very difficult to work with the transit moon because by the time you look up, that's it. It, it. it just goes, it's only like two days and a half in a zodiac. But when the progress moon, yeah. So when the other one goes into a zodiac, it's there, there for two years and a half. So it gives you time to reflect, to think, to feel on how to work with that zodiac. So every chart that I do in astrology, we do events charts and then we do like, okay, like when I, when I remember, I didn't know anything about you, for example, when I saw your chart, I'm like, okay, this man's going to be rich. <laughs> Why did I saw that right away? Because of the alignments that you had when you were born. So the universe was already giving you alignments saying in this lifetime, that's how the universe was saying in this lifetime is this when it all depends now to the process of evolution and the process of transiting and progressing with the other planets. It starts to create events that lead you to that. So where did I see that? 
if we look at your line of self, this is a very powerful line for all of us as individual. Now, whatever touches that line, that's what you represent and that's what you are. So in astrology, we have two major aspects that bring material wealth, abundance, luck, um, wishes and dreams come true. And which are those aspects? Which Number one, which everybody knows this planet, is Jupiter. Jupiter is a planet of wishes and dreams come true. Jupiter is the one that says, make a wish and I will give you. Um, Jupiter is the one that expands you in the, le in the level of richness, wealth, or riches within, knowledge, wisdom, teachings, learning, all those things. So when I saw that planet being right on your line, is right here. Here's Jupiter, and this is the blue. One of these blue lines is Jupiter, and it's right on your ascendant when you were born. Well, the chances of people being born with that, it's very small because um, of the location of it. So it's right on the line, on the ascendant line. So when I saw it, I'm like, well, he's Jupiter. Well, that means that he's rich. So yourself is Jupiter. And then the second one um, is this parts. We call it, it's not a planet, this little wheel with this uh, cross in there. It's not a planet. It's actually a calculation with the moon and the sun and the ascendant as well. And, you know, this site already calculates it and it points it, you know, in the chart. But that is called parts of fortune. That represents nothing but wealth, richness. So wherever it sits in astrology, it brings you some type of riches or wealth, depending on, you know, what is related to. So anybody born where, with that, say, in the second house or Taurus or the eighth house or Scorpio, those relate to material. So you will gain some material through there. Uh, if, it's, if, if you're born with it in Capricorn or the 10th house, all the people that I see that have it on Capricorn, the 10th house, they have some type of position as a vice president, a president, a CEO of a company, and they have this, you know, well financially, they're secure financially through their job, through their career. Well, with you, you have it on the ascendant line with Jupiter. So this is the first time that I've seen this in my history of astrology. I've never seen that where you have the two aspects of richness and wealth right in conjunction with your ascendant. And that is powerful. So that's why when I saw him, like, no matter what, you're rich. It's almost like the universe made you rich since the day you were born. Uh, I will say this. I'm definitely rich in blessings and experiences. And, you know, I, it's, never, it's never been my goal to be rich. However, to change the world requires money. That, that's the godfather's truth. So, and um, that's what it, it would, that's why it was put in that way to see. So look, it's the self. So you are that. So you are in that inside of you, your heart, your mind, your emotions, your thoughts. And imagine if they carry uh, richness within, then that gets manifested on the outside world, if you like. In any way that you like, awesome. you can be. Because that's a, a very hermetic, esoteric principle, you know, as within, so without. So, whatever. So that's, you know, that's why it's manifest from inside of you. It's rare for me to see that because it's within yourself. So you have it in the best place where it manifests outside in your reality, outside world. So if it's within yourself, 
it's in you. So you have the choice to be, if you like or not, you can always be rich and, and abundant for yourself in, in knowledge and wisdom or in having so much joy and happiness, love within yourself. And that's it. It's already in there. So you know, it's, uh, I'm sorry. You know, it's strange that you bring that up because a lot of times people ask me, especially after I had my accident, they'd say things to me like, uh, no more convertible BMWs for you, Rob. You know, no more big, big 750s for Sam. No more cruises, no more traveling, no more anything. You know, you're, you're handicapped. And uh, most people know, and I don't have any shame to admit it, uh, pretty much the, the settlement for the accident was <clears throat> non-existent because the helicopter ride cost more than the person's insurance cover. So everything else is pretty much on you know, my family and I are insurance, which was still very much, very little that they covered. And the rest came from our savings. But what people had to realize is that I was living so below my means, right? Because I, I understand that money in the bank doesn't do nothing for me. Money needs to work so they can make me more money. So I, I, I lived well, way below my means. I didn't have a six bedroom house or anything like that. I wasn't paying for three, four heat pumps. I wasn't doing anything that wasn't, um, you know, normal. Did I like to drive a nice car? Yeah, sure. You know, but. <laughs> Excuse me. I like to drive a nice car because they're safer cars. That's that's really the safety issue, the material of construction, durability. Not so much the the branding of it, you know. But a lot of people don't um, don't know that when you build things, because they never build things, uh, they purchase stuff, raw materials from like let's say Home Depot and fabricate a house, but they don't build things in the sense that. Uh, they don't know how many components go into making this thing. So when you don't build, you don't know how difficult that is. It's just been a blessed to see how how all of these different things that come together help form your life. Yeah, the building blocks. You know, I had choices. I can go left. I can go right. And like, look, I, I I went to I went to jail right because I was building in the wrong direction. I was walking a different path. It just, it just didn't work out. I, was, I figured out early. Crime is not for me. I don't do crime. I, I got, I, I went to jail, but it's more from like uh, bad associations, just associated with the wrong people. But again, that was a conscious choice, right? I, I chose to be friends and associates with people that I knew were doing the most uh, positive things. Uh, it's not to disparage them. I was uh, part of the entourage. But the difference is that uh, something forced me to change. And I, I made a very, very positive change. And I learned to have more empathy and compassion for people. So I definitely understand what you mean. When was the event that you had your accident in your motorcycle? What year? Wow. Uh, you know, that's, uh, I'm going to have to grab a note for that, to be honest with you. And I'm going to tell you why. I put that so far out of my mind. It was uh, April 26, 2017. You know, it was, a, it was a huge event. It changed my life. I lost a limb. It was brutal. I was abused in all kinds of ways. But I don't think about it because uh, most people focus on the negative of it. And I just look at it as uh, 
not something that happened to me, but something that happened for me. The only reason I was asking, the only reason why I was asking is because it's right here in your chart. Oh, so wow. So uh, uh, can you explain that to people so they can understand that? So remember, remember, it's like a kaleidoscope. Like remember that that game gyroscope or kaleidoscope, and you just make the little lines inside the circles. And so so them, it looks that kind of way. So, so remember, we were looking at at the NATO chart. So I brought the chart of events, which see this is the progressions. See progressions for April 26, 2017. So whenever I look at progression, the number one aspect is the moon. The moon is what represents your mind, your soul, and how things are being manifested or influenced by how uh, the moon is actually entering different zodiacs or houses. So for you, here's your moon. This moon in this chart goes around the zodiac wheel every 30 years cycles so during that time your moon was actually at eight degrees away from scorpio which by the time it starts getting very close even if it's eight degrees even 10 even 15 degrees why because uh, it starts to do impact on you because um since it's a 30-year cycle whenever the moon is about to enter scorpio or already has entered Scorpio, you go through changes in your life that are very uh, painful. Why? Growing pains. Growing it's, pains. It's, the, it's the growing pains is the way of you transforming into something different. The old you uh, was gone and, you know, Scorpio is all about shredding your skin, how you start to think differently about yourself or others or how you start to feel. But it comes with an awakening. So whenever we and with anybody goes into a Scorpio season, it will be painful. It could be in so many different ways. So that's why the only reason I ask is because your moon was manifesting an event for you in some kind of way for you to transform. Thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, I, I'm going to tell people something that uh, I didn't never say and. I didn't ask you because it hasn't come up, but I, I did. I, I know Miguel for years. Right, we we live in the same place, and uh, he actually uh, is part of the family. He works. He works as part of. Uh, he part, works in our businesses, but he's part of the family. But I didn't know what he did, and he never knew what I did. So I was just a, a person that, you know, had businesses and. I was in a wheelchair and we'd wave to each other, <laughs> you know, it'd be real super cordial. But um, my wife owns the business where Miguel lives at. But I didn't really like interact with that business too much. I mean, I, I did my part, but my my business was different. And I never really spoke about it because I was still doing things. It wasn't the time. All of a sudden, we have this conversation, and he tells me, I'm an astrologer. I was like, really? So I asked him to read my chart, and he blew me away because there was a lot of things about myself that, you know, this, the charts are personal. So Miguel, you know, he's, 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 I don't try to control an interview or ask or tell people what to think or what to say. I'm 
and for freedom, not control. But uh, he's only revealing the things that he feels he needs to. But for me, it was life changing. I just learned so much about my past and how different different phases of life were represented in these wheels and the decisions that I made at these times. And they sort of outlined these paths. And it was just fascinating me that, that I can look back now and say, wow, well, I, I know where I've been. And these charts absolutely verify that within the periods of time. But they're also showing me where I'm going if I continue certain paths. And uh, so for me, it's been a fantastic, uh, a fantastic bit of understanding to learn uh, part of my destiny, part of my future from astrology. It's, it's um, when I work with an individual, I think it's much And of course, I don't have anything against young people. It's just that whenever I work with an individual that has lived life, it makes it much more easier for me to actually um, able to create or to manifest to the chart because we can confirm different events in their life. But here's the mystery that every event that happens in a person's life, you know, if they had an accident, a marriage, or they had a divorce, or they had success, or if they lost a job, or if they became a father, a mother, um, it's all there in astrology. It's just that how is mysteriously manifesting itself accordingly with this clock, but with that, without not knowing astrology. So somehow unconsciously it's influencing the mind and the soul is influencing the planet that is creating those events. And that's the great mystery that I always li like to dig into because I'm like, wow, if my life is there in advance and it's matching all the aspects at the right timing of the wheel, then I wonder what happens if consciously when the wheel keeps progressing or evolving, how I can actually make the best of it. And it's, it's for me, it was a fantastic uh, tool because sometimes, sometimes you're working on something or you're doing something. And when I mean, when I mean working on something, it could be a relationship that should have ended a long time ago. You know, I see people that are together 30 years and I ask myself, why? These people hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> people really I don't understand what they're doing. So this, you know, it's sort of like a a roadmap, and it, it kind of gives you some guidance into, hey, this is a season where it looks like trouble. Like maybe you don't want to get into nothing too heavy. You know, it's gonna be some economic ups and downs. You know, I, I mean, I know for a fact that the the coronavirus and things like that came up in the chart maybe for. And not for me, just uh, globally for the planet, that there'd be pandemics and certain mm -hmm. things. And a lot of people, you know, had had they had a an astrologer, maybe they could have prepared a little bit better. Maybe if they had a guide. And so that's really what I see you as. I see you as not just an astrologer. I see you as like a spiritual guide because, you know, a lot of different things. Um, you're very, very esoteric, got a good knowledge base. And I um, I feel like anybody who comes to see you would, would benefit from it. You know, it's, it's not, I came in as a skeptic. 
right? So that's me being honest. I, I thought he was going to hit me with something like, uh, you know, well, tell me he was born. All right, well, and then something like, uh, I don't know, how old are you? And, and just like the, these simple questions, but instead of showing me a chart, I thought he was going to pull out some cards or, 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 or drink some tea and show me some tea leaves or some coffee grinds, throw some 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 chicken bones. I, I mean, I didn't really know exactly how you were gonna come. You know, use a use a crystal ball. I didn't really know exactly how you're gonna tell me how the how the stars lined up. I didn't know the methodology. I, then when you came out with this chart, and I was like, well, he just sort of inputted data because I'm a tech person. I was like, he inputted data, and the data was aggregated, and then he's reading the data points. This is fantastic. You know, so that, that was my experience because you didn't make nothing up. <laughs> you put in the data, you even tell the people in the, during this, this, during this discussion, if they wanted to go and visit um, uh, astro.com, they can. They're not going to be able to read this the same way, but the data doesn't lie. And then this is where you need an astrologer and a spiritual guide to take you through someone who understands what they're looking at, both in the past and in the future. So for me, this was such an eye-opening experience because I had never had an astrology reading. I've had tarot cards done. I've had coffee grounds, you know, because I'm Puerto Rican. And, you know, they drink, they, we drink coffee sometimes and they, they read the tea leaves. It's, it's, it's tradition. And you know, uh, so it was, it was very, it was very uh, eye-opening, and I just was amazed at the whole process of it. I, I didn't know it was so technical. It's really what I'm getting at. So it's not something that's that, that comes out by chance. It's not like a, a random number generator. These are actual really good data points that don't lie. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, um, it's, how can I say, um, it, it's all just calculations and aspects that are just translated into divine mathematics. Mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. we said up in New York, supreme mathematics. I was raised praying. So this, this is amazing. I, I do have another question for you. Um, they said that tonight is the Sturgeon Moon full moon um what's the significance of that i think that has to do something with the farmers right at the certain time of august that's when they will actually start um planting or harvesting yeah 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 yeah. planting the harvest and i guess it was it's just a point of using it as a cycle for um yearly so it's time so to how does that relate with the astrology part? Well, when they, whenever we speak about uh, full moons, it's the time to actually begin um, something new. And at the same time, actually, is more about letting go of the old to begin the new with the new moon cycle. So with the full moon now falling into that, it, they're just using it as an like an almanac to say, Okay, this is it. It, yeah. it comes to the end of it, and there becomes a new cycle of it, and that's how they actually are using those terms for that. And I kind of noticed that uh, 
they commercialized the moon. And like before, it was just the cycles of the moon. Now we're getting super moons. They come out with every every time. It, it, I think. Yeah, for me, I'm not so big about. There is only there's when it comes to astrology. For me personally, I'm not so big about pink moons or super moons or blue moons or all these names that they bring about that happen on a yearly basis. It's just the moon, you know. I, I'm <clears> more concerned <throat> with like grand conjunction, you know, what, what, alignment what draws, of planets. Yeah, what draws to me the attention of working with the moon or looking at the moon to me will always be solar and lunar eclipses. Why? Because those are the ones that define actually gates of opportunity, depending on where it's sitting in the chart. It opens up a gate because um, it deals with um, a cosmic opening of, and look, even um, the Mayans and the Aztecs will work a lot with eclipses too because. Oh, everyone, every society. Yeah, well, Rome, the Greeks. If you, if you think about it, we're coming to the end of actually eclipses worldwide because the moon is actually starting to actually uh, pull away from the earth. So right now where the moon is at, when it comes into conjunction, so say for instance, a solar eclipse. So when the solar eclipse is, is when actually the moon and the sun conjunct, actually almost a, a new moon. So when the sun when the sun conjuncts when the moon conjuncts the sun that is the solar eclipse. Well, if you think about it, it's incredible that the moon right now when you look up into the sky, it's the same size of the sun, but the sun it's bigger in diameter because of how far it is. But the moon of how close it is to the Earth is making the sun the same round shape as the sun. So when the moon now comes into eclipse with the sun, it leaves a very thin ring of fire, correct? Oh, well, yes. very the soon, number. yeah, those are going to be gone because Ooh. now as the years progresses, now the moon will pull away from the earth. And now when the moon comes in conjunction, you will still see a big form of light, but the ring of fire will eventually disappear in our era of time. It's, it's we're coming to the last we're coming to the last if we're coming to the last gateways of events in our lives as individuals or as a collective with the eclipses so to me personally i'm very big on eclipses because these are like one-time opportunities if you're alive during the era of the end of the eclipses era like the end of the the ring which that's the gate um then that's where those are very special depending on where they fall in astrology. So we're coming to a solar eclipse in October and that one's going to fall at Scorpio. And this year it's a very uh, strange. See, these are the, these are the rare ones. This, like this year is very rare for eclipses because this is the only year that I know of in history. I don't know how many years has it been, maybe centuries that we had a lunar eclipse. Every year we have full moon Scorpio and new moon Scorpio, and they're up almost about six months apart every year, no matter what we have. So normally we have a full moon around March or April, and then we have uh, a new moon in Scorpio around October or November. 
Well, can you imagine this year we have them both in solar and lunar eclipses? So the full moon Scorpio was an eclipse, and then we have six months later a new moon. Uh, I'm sorry, a new moon. Yeah, new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. So that is to me, those are the ones that I'm like, wow, this doesn't happen. It's rare that we have two eclipses at the same zodiac, especially at the sign of Scorpio, which it brings uh, very deep transformation within the self, in the level of consciousness, of awareness. So if you understand the awareness of an eclipse and where's it at, at the right time, it doesn't matter in what location, if you're next to it or what, as long as you know that it's happening and you're working with it consciously, you can open up gates of opportunity that only come once in a lifetime. Those are the ones that I look after. I mean, the, I, I'll get a pink moon every year. I'll get the moon that you were just speaking of every year. I'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get those every year. But the, the rare eclipses are the ones that I like to hunt. Or more like of the ones that I look into the individual's chart on March, I'm saying, where is it happening? What is it conjuncting? How is it going to affect me? What can I do through it? Or what can I activate? What can I bring? What can I create? Because no. ecl eclipses are actually um, the representation of the North Node, which is this little T right here. This North Node, it's an eclipse. In Vertic Astrology, they call it Rahu. And Rahu is actually a dragon that is eating the sun. And it becomes, it's like it's shadowing the sun and it's eclipsing it. But the North Node in astrology means purpose. Events in life that happen is a form of fate. Events in life that happen is a form of um, desire passion intention so the north node in our astrology chart is the one that represents what are we here to do and for you your north node it's an aries so you're here to be yes you're so can you imagine you were born as a capricorn but you being a north node aries is saying you're here to think to feel to evolve as an aries person and an aries person likes to do Say, for instance, self-work, self-everything. It likes to actually be a negotiator. Not only that, leader, because it's the first zodiac, so it represents number one as self, as being one within, one with all. And that's so what's the difference between an Aries and you on Earth? No, Aries are very, very different things. One person being born as an Aries will just act and be as an Aries, you being born as a North Node Aries, you desire and you do everything within yourself, within your power within to experience the most of being an Aries person with passion, with influencing your own mind about it or becoming more of it. And that's for everybody that has a different North Node in a different Zodiac. So say, for instance, the North Node in Libra, Let's just say we, we find a woman that is born as a Libra, and she's just a Libra, so she likes to discuss about relationships or being in relationships, or she likes to be 
um, I don't know, interacting with others in relationship. That's what she is. But what happens of an earth no Libra woman, say for instance, when she desires to be in a relationship at any means necessary, she wants to experience everything what it is about being in a relationship. Imagine experiencing breakups, love in relationship, interacting, not interacting, having all sides of it from left and right about relationship. And that's why to me personally, I don't look too much into the sun sign when we're born. I look more into the north node because the north node is the one that defines how we're actually, what we're here to do and how we are here to be. The sun is just telling us. Yeah. So whenever you deal with the purpose, it's almost like, imagine the north node is like a dragon without a head. And whatever it touches, it, it, it's like it cannot get enough of it. It's like if it's just an Aries is saying, I want to learn everything about Aries. I mean, everything. I don't care. I just want to be Aries to the extreme. I want to learn how it acts, how it speaks, how it walks. I want to learn everything about being an Aries. And it comes with an urge, a desire to be where, like I said, an Aries son, it just is. An Aries is like, hey, I'm an Aries. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> with being with the North, it's like, tell me more about the Aries how can i be more as what it represents so imagine if the north nose sits in like in gemini it's the thinker smart so always thinking 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 speaking writing communicating always the north yeah, saying, wanna, yeah it which just it wants to constantly they, they want to learn uh you know so so basically it has different aspects in different houses when not so much when you're born but where you are as as, as yourself and then look at your look at your chart is also in the house. Your North Node is in the eighth house, which is Scorpio. So guess what? The Scorpio relates to esoteric, mystery, occult, secrets of the universe, the metaphysical world. So that's why you're like, I want to learn everything about that. That's why your North Node is influencing you for you to learn everything that has to do with secrecy or even you being secretive in some way that you understand it, but others don't see it quite how you see it. That's why I'm, I'm so big on transparency and efficacy. But ever since I was little, I always loved uh, the stars and the planets. And That's still the to this day, I'm an astrophotographer. So in my spare time, I unwind by setting up my telescope, getting my camera set into it, fixing on the object, you know, whether it be a planet or a moon or a star, and just taking my pictures, you know. I have a couple of different reasons. I never really uh, believed NASA. I call them never a straight answer. Never get a straight answer from guys, you know. Uh, I can see through my telescope the shape of planets, the rings of planets, right? So I don't need, I don't need an outside influence, but I can't see from Jupiter what Earth looks like. So when you go on Google and you pull up Earth from space, they're not pictures, they're composites, like how they make the rest of the universe look. When they show a nebula, it's you know, only certain, certain, uh, certain frequencies of light can be detected and then a computer generates the rest of the stuff, like a fillet. Well, I'm, I don't know. If I can see all those planets and everything else from 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 Earth, 
I figured a space station and things like that, somebody can get up there with like a cell phone camera and take a picture of the Earth from up there. You know, um, just to predetermine, uh, just to really determine the, the more the structure of it, the size, the shape, um, because it's, it's a lot of misinformation. So I like to look at the stars and the planets for myself. I'd rather people don't tell me how to think. I like to rather go and learn how to think. I like to observe. I like to take notes. Um, just like last year was a pretty bad year for a lot of people. But the year ended kind of as a blessing because it ended faster. The Earth sped up its rotation by a couple thousandths of a second. It doesn't seem like much, but it has a grand impact. The year just finished faster. It was just like a lot of interesting stuff, but I just like to learn. And, and and looking at the planets and the stars and it's always helped me keep my call, keep my focus, keep my curiosity, keep it, keep it going. So all these things work really well for me because as, as you're explaining how the Zodiac works, I'm envisioning the planets and their alignment as you're talking. But if I seem a little bit distracted because I was just sort of like working it out in my mind to really understand what you're saying, visualize it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. So I, I don't really want to take up too much more of your time. This has been a fantastic, fantastic opportunity for me to uh, learn something, learn a little bit more, right? Because when I say that uh, that Miguel is my astrologer, I don't, I don't talk to him every day about astrology. <laughs> we talk about other things, and he's giving me uh, a progression. And he's giving me now. I do speak to him from time to time for a consultation. That's different, but, but pretty much the path has been laid out. So he's explains to me. So he's sort of a my guide and my mentor because I also get a little bit uh, indecisive sometimes as a human being. I I get a little bit of imposter syndrome. I don't, sometimes you think you don't deserve things that you're getting. Sometimes you might think. Uh, the move that you're trying to make next is so much bigger than you're supposed to be allowed to do. You know what I mean? So it's, it's always good to have a, a different point of reference. Just uh, somebody say, hey, now nah, everything looks like it's going, you know, looks like it's going right. Just keep going. Yeah. Even though I still would, but it's good to get like a, 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 an affirmation from a source. Yeah. You know? Because yeah, everything uh, I told you, you knew already. <laughs> But it's good to get it for like that's why people go to their priest and their rabbi and the imam, you know, because they're praying and they want counseling and guidance. We should help each other. So if your gift is to understand all of this incredible astrological stuff and explain it to me, then it behooves me to try to to learn from you and get your your wisdom and experience to help me get my life my goal, my purpose, more more into the funnel, more more directed as to what I'm trying to do and not be all over the place because I'm still hunting down ideas and working through met- other methodologies that might not be, hey, what's up, young funds? That might not be uh, beneficial to you. So this, this is really a great uh, personal experience to be linked up with you uh, Miguel, you got fonds here. 
Tell Jose hi. See the chat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he can see the chat. No, um, I cannot see the chat. Well, that's all right. That's all right. I, I, I didn't teach you how to pull it up on your side. But anyway, I just wanted to, again, thank you. Before you go, would you please let the people know how to find you again? I know it. Yes. Yes, yes, he is a legend, Fonz. We both are. We both are. I saw, I believe I got it right. It was uh, Ascended Vibrations Dot Love. Dot Love, yeah. So that, that's you that's your website. Okay. Yes. And do you have like a Facebook page or any other place? Yeah, uh, under or? Miguel Angel. Miguel Angel on Facebook. Okay. Miguel Angel on Facebook and uh, Miguel Angel Dot 333 on Instagram. Oh, okay, fantastic. Miguel Angel. Let me put that in there. Miguel Angel. Uh, that's, again, this is a new software for me. I like it. It's awesome. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. And I'm so nervous not to touch something because I got my screen back here. Like people don't know, I'm like, <laughs> I was like kind of stressed out. Like, do not hit the you know, stop stream button, you know, because now it's like so automated, you know. And, and I'm not the best type of. <laughs> yeah, Fon said everything that you said in his reading came true. I'm glad. I'm glad. You know, and and you know, it, I I knew it would because if mine came true. But again, it's a two-edged sword with that, right? Because uh, sometimes a lot of things that people don't want to hear. Yeah, that's a difficult you know, part not, of my, my job. Some people think that it's always, you know, good news. Some people get bad news, right? And uh, I still think it's a way for you to maybe brace yourself, you know? Maybe uh, maybe you can avoid some of the, the real super harmful effects. I'm not saying you could you could change fate, but I'm saying maybe you could navigate through the rough waters a little easier. You know? Yeah, I, I don't it's, know. It's it's uh it's always been challenging for me. Imagine every time I open up a chart and I see a season that can be very uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, I gotta find the words to tell this person what is manifesting or coming up to, and you know how to go through it and how to can I, can I can I bug you for another 10 minutes if you got if, if you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you can. yeah yeah what you need uh, I lost your audio cool. I'm right here it could be me let me check my headphones I haven't touched anything Oh, it was me. My 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 headphone must have just turned off. Okay, I haven't touched anything. <laughs> Again, see, this is this is totally uh, new new interface for me, and uh, my headphones are fully charged, of course. Um, what I want to say is, can I get you for another ten minutes because uh, I wanted to ask you about some of the some of the readings that you give people that are scary, right? It's like. Sometimes people think that like everything is sunshine and daffodils, and it's not. You know, everything is always coming up roses. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it must be difficult to you. Like, you ever see that someone may expire, like in the, you know, and wow. So that's 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 tough. The ones that so is very always sure ask you about that. the ones that is difficult for me to always explain is when I see. 
aspects in astrology that are coming as a form of fate or destiny because there's something else that wants to re be replaced or manifest. So things have to change in the person's life that they're refusing to detach or let go or to make that change. And of course, change can be scary at times for all of us at some time in our lives where we refuse to let go of a marriage, of a job, or, uh, or we refuse to sell a home. And, you know, the universe starts to send signals or starts to manifest somehow. And when I open up the charts, I'm like, okay, I can see what it's trying to do or manifest and why. And the person doesn't want to hear why or when or who, they just want to hear, no, I don't want to lose that. I don't want to change that. But then the chart is saying, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's tough. That's got to be tough to deal with. That's got to be tough to deal with. So, you know, I definitely salute you for, for, for you know, just being so brave about it. You know, because it's, it's, it's definitely hard. Definitely it's, hard. I respect it. A lot of people go through a lot of long seasons, two, three years of, you know, of heartbreaks or... or grieve and then i like to work when finally i can see that that season is about to over i said listen like it's coming to an end soon and you'll start to see the changes and then but then there's some that i mean uh, i just want to be honest Ian. you know there's times that <laughs> I there's, like there's times that i i try to say things that the most nicest way and people they close their laptops and they walk away and they completely disappear because they get petrified. And oh, yeah. I had already a couple of people and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to tell you something that. that is yeah, I, I agree. You know, I, but it's still, it must, it's still, I'm sure weighs on you. You know, it's not a, not it, something it, that you have to take lightly. It, it, it impacts me too, because of losing a client or uh, maybe I start to maybe be so hard on myself that I shouldn't say that, but, I, it's it is what it is. I'm like it's if it's, if if God is working through me for me to give the message at that time and for that person to feel in a certain way to make changes in their lives, maybe it was meant to be that way. That's the integrity, you know. When you go to the doctor and you know if, if you you know something's wrong, I had cancer, you know. So they they got to tell me. They're not saying I'm gonna die tomorrow. They're not they're not God in the sense that they can predict. No, yeah, yeah. but they, but they exactly. have a great idea saying that a, a great idea as far as what can be expected. They have a good idea as to what can be expected. They so, well, if you don't try to take this course of action and do these, so it's sort of like a spiritual tune up. Like, if you take this course of action and maybe you can mitigate some of these damages, maybe you can actually even turn them around. But it's, it's more yeah. of the, and that's what I really mean about you being um, a healer as well. Because a lot of people might not understand that part of what you do. It's not just that you're reading a chart. It's not just that you're, you know, talking to a person. Um, it's uh, it's amazing that you have to, you also have to have enough empathy and love for people. Because it's Compassion. not absolutely yeah, very, very compassionate, you know? yeah. And, and, every and, person and, that I work with, and everybody's level of sensitivity is different. You know, some people have very, very thin skin. You know, you, you know, and then some people are just very tough. 
and you know, and and they and they like tough love. They need it sometimes, you know. Um, but uh, uh, and you know, it's just that I'm really glad that you're doing what you're doing, that you're following your natural gift, what what you were sent here to do, and it's really helped me. And the reason I had you on my show, um, and I wasn't here to talk about crypto or what was really going to happen with me. I just didn't want you to pull up a random chart. At least you had mine, you know, from. But I really wanted for people to understand and get a, some insight as to what it's like to to meet with an astrologer, to 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 get an astrology reading. You know, what would be the benefits of doing these things? Uh, you know, what what are what are unjustified fears? You know, because a lot of people are scared of new things, and some of their fears could be like uh, old dogma from religions, like you're going to hell. You're going out, <laughs> you know. I mean, you get all kinds of, you know, what I'm trying to say. And I, I really want people to, to think for themselves. You know, this is just a suggestion. And think about the adoption agency. You know, when I when I when I start the show, I always welcome all the travelers. Welcome to all the travelers. You know, we're all traveling through this life together. We should all help each other. The same way time moves in the wheel and galaxies move in an orbit, you know, um, you have to help each other get through it. All of, everyone influences another in some way. And so you can choose every day to be a positive influence and affect positive change or be a negative influence and, and affect that. So it, it's, it takes just amount, it takes uh, the same amount of energy to do either or just do the positive thing. Just do the positive thing, you know? And I, I'm sorry that I was a little jet lag. I'm not jet lag, but just a little tired, extra tired during today's broadcast because last uh, night was part of the Ethereum merger from ETH1 to ETH2, and it was a really big deal, and I'm one of the people that made one of Genesis blocks, and so I was up to about 6 in the morning, you know, just fist pumping. Hard you know? work. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it's amazing to see hard work pay off. But I, I really do want to thank you from the heart. I hope that I could have you on and maybe have some. By then, I have a different type of audience. They still don't know how to or reach me yet. Um, and maybe someone else can ask you some questions or yeah. maybe pull up a random we chart. Do, uh, we, yeah, we could do random charts and help some people. And yeah, I would love that. Because yeah, we definitely you know, we're here for for love and care, helping people. You know, so I thank you again for your time. Um, Everybody, please Thank check you. out Miguel. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. Thank you, Mrs. Blockchain. Thank you, Young Fonz, and everybody else who's watching on different platforms that I can't see. Uh, the chat will always be available. Um, and please don't forget, you can find Miguel Angel as Miguel Angel on Facebook. And how do they find you on Twitter? I, I don't have it in front of me. No, I got no Twitter. I only got Instagram. I mean, not Twitter. Excuse me. Instagram. Instagram. MiguelAngel.333. Dot three three three, fantastic. Well, thank you all for your time. I hope you get, have a blessed evening, and I will see you again very soon. Thank you. Thank you. Good night. Good night.